As exams approach, a collective sense of dread often seems to overcome a good number of St Andrew's students. Given the importance of exams to our final grade, and sometimes our degrees, it's no wonder. However, us at St Speaks wanted to change that. Natalie Hanan and I decided to interview Professor Ian Smith, Director of Student Wellbeing in the School of Economics and Finance, and Grace Green, Mental Wellbeing Representative, to delve further into questions of student wellbeing around exams. This week on St Speaks, Exam Stress in St Andrews. first is to promote well-being awareness and services throughout the year through like brainstorming and organizing events publicity campaigns and that's basically just like sharing information and engaging with the student body about mental well-being like throughout the whole year um, and then I basically organize and coordinate well-being week in the spring term which is actually next week um, so it's going to be during revision week this year um, and then my last role is basically to represent mental well-being issues on the committee so if an issue gets brought up or there's an event idea I basically come from the standpoint of what impact is this going to have on the mental health of students. Um, if you don't mind me asking as well just um, that mental well-being week is yes. that is that because this is a particularly difficult time for students is that is that the reasoning behind it? Um, so basically, the last few years, it's actually been during March. But because of the whole differences in the academic calendar, they've changed a lot. It happened to just fall during this week, but we're actually quite happy with it because it kind of falls during a great time now. And we can use the time and the events to really direct it towards like managing stress, anxiety, exam stress, everything like that. So it worked out pretty well, even though it was kind of an accident. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, following up from that, what are some of the approaches that you and your team are kind of creating that help students deal with exam stress? Yeah, so of course, as I just mentioned, Wellbeing Week is next week. Um, so we're going to have a lot of information about managing stress, anxiety, disappointment over grades and burnout going out next week so look out for that and we also have a lot of really fun free events planned like dog cuddling outside the library there's going to be a free food truck um, yoga dance classes that are all going to be free free cocktails and coloring there's also going to be things like self-defense workshop um, tote bag decorating with free hot chocolate tea things like that just like a couple of things to like bring up the vibes and hopefully help people out a little bit during the week because we know it's a really stressful time. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, and just kind of more in general, what are some of the ways in which the staff's team or the wellbeing team are spreading awareness about mental health resources? Is it mainly through social media or are there other platforms? Um, yeah, so we work a lot with other societies in like collaborations and things to um, spread awareness about mental health but also about physical and sexual health as well. We really focus on that too. 
Um, and you can find all of this information on like social media pages, but we also have like there's posters up in academic schools that you can see. Um, and we're also in contact with academic well-being staff, um, which aren't utilized as much as they could be. Um, and also we have um, events that go on during the year, such as this week we also run SHAD Week, which is Sexual Health Awareness and Guidance Week. Um, and we do a lot in Freshers Week as well, um, planning a lot of events, giving out resources, things like that. And on top of that, we give out a lot of freebies, like outside the union, you might have gotten the shag pack, where you have all these fun like little things that like brighten your day, but also a lot of resources of where you need to go if you need help, who to contact, things like that. Amazing. Um, I have a personal question. What do you think some of the impacts that COVID has had on students in exam stress? Um, yeah, so COVID has had a huge impact on students. Um, I'm sure we've all felt it, especially when it comes to academics and well-being. Um, there's a huge problem with lack of motivation, um, whether that's turning in assignments, actually attending classes in person. I think the whole transition back to in-person happened pretty suddenly. And obviously after years of not going to class and everything, that's really been hard for a lot of people, including myself, and I'm sure that everyone has felt it. Um, so part of my campaign when I was running for a student health officer was to tackle this issue um, because I think we were all just expected to jump back in and I don't think that was really fair. Um, so personally, I've had a lot of trouble like getting up in the morning to attend classes and there's a huge ambiguity surrounding what classes you can miss, how many you can miss. They say it's compulsory, but then you don't get an academic alert and then sometimes you get an academic alert for something you didn't think was a compulsory, you know? So that's a big problem, I think, and that's one of the things that I really want to clear up and talk to academic staff about. Just just on that um, a little bit, do you think that maybe the university puts a little bit too much pressure on our students sometimes? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I think especially since now we've been crowned number one uni yeah, in the UK. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. There's a lot of that. pressure that comes with that, and academic like pressure is very, very hard on a lot of people, and... I think that it's definitely, it can become a problem if it's not addressed. And I think that that's definitely one of the things that needs to be put at the forefront that we're looking at. Because I, I think sometimes, like, it feels like almost you're facing your own personal battles. Yes. And that, like, you're an exceptionally, like, I don't know, lazy person or something. Exactly. But I think everyone's feeling the same, exact same feelings. Absolutely. And I, I think there's this collective guilt that sometimes goes around. I don't know how you can communicate that to the students. Do you think that needs to be communicated? Yes, I definitely think that needs to be communicated. That was one of my top priorities when I ran for student health officers to really like help people feel like you are doing well and you're here, you're getting up in the morning, you might not have attended that class, but you're trying really hard, you know? And I think that people definitely, you're right, feel this collective guilt of they're not doing well enough, they're not doing well enough. and imposter syndrome is a big thing and it definitely needs to be addressed yeah following on from that um you were elected as student health officer for the next year congratulations thank you um what are some of the specific visions or ideas that you have to help students overcome exam stress specifically um yeah so i was i'm really excited about the position um the main parts of my campaign were focused on mental health and dealing with stress and anxiety because that's the main thing that happens at uni you know um, so every student has periods where they feel overwhelmed and stressed and as you said before there's things going on outside of our academic lives that really really affect our day-to-day -day and have a huge impact on 
what we put forward into our assessments, what we put forward into our exams, and it can be really hard and sometimes it can feel like our work is on top of us rather than we're on top of our work. Um, to add to that, like living with new people and suddenly having to take care of yourself is extremely hard. So I want to work with the Student Representative Council to pass motions that put student mental health first, whether that means campaigning for extension, accessibility, clearer rules on what's compulsory to attend, quiet study spaces and more study rooms that are available to students because that's a huge problem right now too but luckily the library bottom floor is getting open soon but is that enough you know yeah um and i also want to work with the well-being subcommittee uh, to plan events that focus on de-stressing like we have done for um, well-being week next week um and i'm really excited to add to this list and i want to listen to any ideas that students have for well-being whether that's an event idea or an issue that they believe needs to be addressed and brought to the SRC. Um, so yeah, don't hesitate to email me, wellbeing at. Thank you so much. All of these are amazing ideas and thank you for taking your time to come and talk with us. Of course, thank you for the opportunity. So we are here with Ian Smith of the Department of Economics and Finance and he's also the Director of Student Wellbeing. And so just my first question for you is what does your role as Director of Student Wellbeing for the department entail? Yeah, thank you. Natalie, there are three components to my role. One is signposting students to sources of help. Uh, the other is helping students with academic adjustments if they need an extension on their essay or to be excused from a class test or they want to defer an exam. I also liaise with other people around the university with student services, with the dean's office, with the director of teaching, with the exams office, with disabilities, uh, with anyone who's involved in uh, the more complex student cases. And do you find this is quite a time-consuming role in addition to your research and the teaching you do as a professor? It can be. Uh, in my spreadsheet from last semester we have 200 rows some of the cases can be quite complicated and consume a lot of time but one thing I think the university do, does very well is to take care of students needs or to put a lot of effort into taking care mm -hmm. uh, of student well-being okay. so why did you choose to be the director of student well-being for the School of Economics and Finance yeah, well, it's great to help students who are struggling uh, to find solutions to their problems, uh, to support. I, I always feel that's very, a very positive experience uh, for me if I can make a difference to student uh, lives. Uh, and yeah, when students show their appreciation, that's also very encouraging. And I have a, a special email folder labelled thanks for when students uh, you know, do express appreciation and that's always uh, quite affirming that you know, it's worthwhile doing this job. Mm -hmm. That sounds very fulfilling. In terms of exams, our biggest question is, so exams have changed drastically in COVID and as well as that, the assumption is that people's mental health and the well-being of students has changed drastically as well. Um, so have you noticed an impact in on exam stress and success due, due to the pandemic as a director for well-being? That's a great question. Uh, so for 610 years, the university has been offering exams. For 606 of those years, they've always been in person. 
So the online exam experiment is very recent, and it's during the recent spell that well-being levels have declined, stress levels, anxiety has increased. Is that because of the online exams themselves? <laughs> uh, it's very hard to draw correlations. Mm -hmm. Of course, for many students, the trend has actually been away from exams with mm -hmm. schools giving students far more coursework than they did in the past. Uh, that means there's a lot more coursework, fewer exams, but this coursework is higher stakes. It mm -hmm. counts for a lot, and that can impose a lot of stress on students. You know, Mid-semester, they mm -hmm. suddenly have a lot more deadlines, and these deadlines are super important to do well in these pieces of work. So if anything, I think it's the trend away from exams, which is uh, increased stress levels during the teaching time. Mm -hmm. uh, now, what I've noticed, I'm also an honours advisor, and during the advising process, in, in economics and finance at least, we have a mix of some modules which have online exams, some which are in-person and there, there are the three types of students. One type really wants to do a module with an online exam. They mm -hmm. find that much more attractive. Another type of student uh, is indifferent, doesn't really mind. What matters to them is the topic of the module. And a third type of student, perhaps the smallest group, is those who prefer the in-person exam. Uh, now, Three observations about online exams, which perhaps are not immediately obvious. One is that the design of online exams can be quite different from in-person exams. That's because if the exam is online, there are certain types of questions you can't ask. You don't want to ask a question where the student can simply copy and paste from a textbook or their notes. We don't want to test skills in copying and pasting. <laughs> uh, so an online exam can look a little bit different from what the equivalent in-person exam would look like. And some students have pointed out to me that the online exam can be harder uh, because you can't ask a question online such as define this concept or explain this concept where the answer can simply be lifted from Moodle or a textbook. That would be fairly pointless. The other thing about online exams is they're less secure. Uh, there's an issue of protecting academic integrity. Uh, and I think that's a, a problem which the university sector hasn't really solved yet, which I think that's the reason why in-person exams are here to stay, mm -hmm. because we don't actually really know who's written the online exam because they're not proctored. Mm -hmm. So that is a real concern with online exams. Uh, the other thing I think is that they sometimes can be more stressful for students because there is a tendency for some to feel that I've got my notes, I've got my textbook, I don't need to prepare as much for the online exam. So when the online exam comes along, uh, 
time evaporates as students desperately try to find the right page in a textbook or the right notes on Moodle and suddenly they're super stressed because time's running away, they can't find the right paragraph in their notes, uh, they realise that actually I don't really understand this concept. So suddenly because of this under preparation the online exam becomes a very negative experience. Mm -hmm. um, so sorry, that's quite a long answer to <laughs> a short question. Um, no, I think that's very helpful. That also it jogs a lot of questions in my brain. So you mentioned that the in-person exams you think are here to stay, and there's been a transition to a lot more coursework that you mentioned is slightly more stressful in term time. But would you say that online exams are also here to stay, or do you think that's something that will phase out in the years past COVID? Yeah, so I think we will keep online exams. Uh, possibly in a slightly different format. I know that some universities and some schools in St Andrews are experimenting with a hybrid delivery of the exam where students are in person in an examination hall but they have a computer in front of them. So they're preparing their work on the computer uh, and uploading it so it's in an online format but the exam is being proctored, there's an invigilator in the room. And that adds to the kind of security and academic integrity of the exam. But it's still open book. Mm -hmm. Students can consult sources. Uh, so that, that's, that's a possibility, I think, which solves some of the problems of online exams. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the sciences especially, they're, they're very keen on in-person exams because they really do want to test certain problem-solving skills and understanding of uh, technical concepts which are best done in an in-person setting. Mm -hmm. uh, what I do think in terms of future trends is the shift towards coursework will continue. There'll be more kind of research-based, project-based learning an assessment. So in St Andrews we introduced the Vertically Integrated Projects Initiative where students join research teams and uh, the assessment is, is based on the research they've been doing, the new knowledge they've been creating. Uh, and I think that's, that is partly one future pathway in higher education which really develops students' professional skills and research mm -hmm. skills. Uh, rather than testing their, their memory or ability to look things up in textbooks or notes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, um, that clarifies a lot. Our last question for you, Ian, is in terms of the, the exam diet changing in the future as a directive well-being specifically, how do you think this should be moulded to help students' well-being on their exam stress? And is there anything you can do? Or do you think that exam stress is just inherent to being a student and having coursework and exams that are graded. Yeah, so I think a lot of stress comes from assessments which are very high stakes, which count for so much. Uh, perhaps having a, a sequence of assessments which are lower stakes makes it slightly easier, but it does increase mm -hmm. the volume of assessments. If you're doing something every week, is that easier than doing a a one-off exam at the end of the semester. 
I think probably in terms of continuous learning and engagement, it's better to have smaller stakes, but regular assessments. Mm -hmm. uh, that should improve the quality of learning, uh, as well as not putting all the assessment eggs in one basket in an exam that counts for you know, 50% or 80% at the end of the semester. Okay, well, thank you very much. I think that clarified a lot for us, and it was a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you to Professor Ian Smith and Grace Green for taking part in this podcast. More information about who your student representatives are can be accessed on the Student Union webpage, yourunion.net. And you can find out more about student mental health resources for each school at standrews.ac.uk slash students slash advice slash mental health. That's it for today. This podcast was produced and edited by William Finlater and Isabel Loebscher. Mm-hmm.